Dremiolok, welcome back to our miniseries, You Two Finally Awake. I am Leriander of the Daedric Podcast, and this is the first part of the second recording, making it part 9 of the overall series. In part 8, we talked about getting the Ebony Blade earlier than normal, and how locks would be quite different if they were real. We then discussed the potential of the ancient Dwemer knowledge, and looked back at all we had discussed so far. We discussed the troubles Tom might face in his marriage with Asolva, and finished with a suggestion for others to do a similar thought experiment. And now, the discussion continues. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dedrick Podcast, and this is the beginning of our second recording of You Two Finally Awake. Yeah, this is the uh, Skyrim Isekai experience that you all have been waiting for <laughs> and I hope are listening to with every new episode that comes out. I am very pleasantly surprised how this turned out. And oh, yeah. very quickly it became my pa- favorite piece of work that we actually done. <laughs> yes, good, good. Uh, happy that you're so enthusiastic about it because I was actually thinking a lot like, hmm... This sounds like a you know a thing that we can do, but I have no idea whether you know Tom is going to like it, and you did like it, so that's yeah, great. Uh, I th- I think uh, I speak for all of us, be it the hosts or the listeners. When you are a fan of the Elder Scrolls, you are a nerd in a, uh, inevitably. <laughs> so uh, it's not a far stretch into the whole isekai theme. With anime and stuff. Yes. Not everybody watches it, of course, but... Oh, no. And everyone, not everyone is a fan and of the Isekai Yeah, genre. it's... That that uh, market has been over-satirized uh, yeah, greatly. Yeah. Let's not get, let's not get, yeah, into, let's not get yeah. into that discussion. <laughs> Point being, it's a very interesting thing to think about. Uh, yes. Regardless the universe you want to travel to. Yes. So... On today's episode, we're going to start out with uh, repeating a few things that we talked about in the previous episodes, because after listening to them, you know, after editing them, you know, you start thinking about it and you realize, oh shit, we kind of like left out certain things. I missed that. I, missed I could that. have uh, yeah. done things differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So where do we begin? I have a yeah. great start. One of the very first things that we talked about is which race are we? Mm-hmm. And I want to elaborate on this uh, yes. because in in the games, uh, let's talk about the three most popular ones. That's Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. Each of the races have specific abilities mm-hmm. or powers, but they differ from game to game. Yes, they do. Which do we use? That's a good question. Or are they even real? Um, well, I say I'd say that certain aspects are definitely real. For instance, Nords have always had a resistance to uh, the cold. To cold, yes, yeah. But in Morrowind, they have one hundred percent resistance yes. to cold and fifty percent to to shock. Yes. So here's what I think: like the hundred percent resistance to cold might just be a concept. That's an overkill. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Definitely. Game. You know, mechanics-wise, it's overkill. But I'm saying that. Uh, it makes sense in the uh, place of Morrowind, where the coldest thing is still going to be warmer than most things are in, that are in Skyrim. So I think comparatively, it looks like you have a hundred percent resistance against cold when you're in Morrowind. 
but if I recall correctly, 100% resist doesn't actually mean that you have 100% resist. It's, I think, 100 points resist. So it just reduces the damage. Like, I think you need to I have... honestly don't know. I, don't, I yeah. don't remember it perfectly. I know that in Skyrim and in Oblivion, it's actually percent. Yes. But since uh, Morrowind uses a different magic system... Yeah. yeah. In Morrowind, you need to have uh, a thousand points, I believe, to become immune to something. So you only have reduced damage. So in actuality, it is just reducing uh, the amount of damage that yeah. you get. Now, in Oblivion and Morrowind, for Norths, because uh, that was what we're going to talk about, you also get a touch of cold. And you don't have that in Skyrim, Skyrim. which again yeah. can be related to the fact that we are now in the land of the cold, and so. But it's it's a spell. Yeah, I it's think... a it's a spell. I I don't think you really need it because you know you can get stuff spells like that very easily, like frostbite. You know, works fine. Yeah. Then the shock resistance. Yeah, that's like only in a Morrowind, I think, and maybe earlier games. The interesting, like, if we're going to talk about just the two races that the two of us are, High Elves in Skyrim, they just get benefits. Like, more Magicka and Magicka exactly. Regeneration. Exactly. But in Morrowind and Oblivion, yes. they get fucked by the elements. Yes. They are weak to magic, but are better at using it as well. And I believe... Yeah. Weak to magic altogether. All yeah. the three uh, destruction yeah. school yeah. Uh, elements. And... In Morrowind, they are also weak to magic itself. Mm-hmm. But again, mechanics-wise, that doesn't include the destruction. That's like weak against charm or weak yeah, against exactly. frighten. They're more, effect- more easily affected by that. So yes. I am okay with being you know, weaker to the elements. I think that's actually part of the lore that's even is still in the books that you can find in Skyrim. So it makes sense that it would still be a thing. Yeah, I think the elemental resistance stays. Uh, another thing is uh, the uh, in Skyrim, uh, all the races have uh, racial abilities, mm. and Nords is the shouty, yeah. uh, scare, scare away thing. Yeah, uh, I think that's just Nords are the tallest humans, and yeah. they are intimidating. Yeah, I think it's just—it's na- basically just uh, an intimidation check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's like a. Yeah. An an angry Scandinavian man, yeah. uh, Scandinavian man starts yeah. screaming at you. You're gonna shit your pants. That's yeah. It's it's that. I think those racial abilities are less power powers that you can you know use temporarily. In as much as it is mm-hmm. you know just something that they have part of their culture. For instance, the um, the wood elves being better with animals that can be a cultural thing. It doesn't have to be you know a power to immediately charm them. That's just more of a game mechanic. And that's why the elves, or like the high elves, they have the ability to just regenerate magicka a lot. And I think that just has to do... Maybe it just looks like they regenerate quickly. Or maybe they just are so used to using magic that uh, it's sort of like their base level is... Base regeneration level is higher. You know, something like that. It doesn't have to be like an instant regen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, since we said that Magicka 4 in R, a version of Skyrim, is gonna be like the ability to concentrate and like and a mi- migraine feeling in your head, the Altmer would have this ability uh, to like concentrate more, like calm his mind. Yeah, for instance. And, and yeah. because they are also weak to magic, maybe they're just so more used to, you know, the headaches that come with magic that they just get over it very quickly. Maybe it's something like yeah. that. 
Okay, yeah, that's a but good one. <laughs> how to say the the Argoni Argonians? You can say that they just heal faster naturally. Yeah, exactly. They just have their as any skills. other lizards yeah. do. <laughs> exactly, basically. That's probably where they yeah. got the idea from as well. Although Dunbar are uh, a bit harder to explain. They just have access to ancestral magic, which is basically just they have more spells that they start out with. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's just a fire cloak. Yeah, exactly. So, that's the races. So, what I want to talk about is the factions, the guilds. Because we talked about a lot of them in a sort of sporadic order. But let's get some things uh, in line. So, we talked about the companions. You would be doing most of that, basically. The College of Winterhold, we will both be doing that. Then, the Thieves Guild. Yeah, we sort of joined, but then really just unveil a Mercer's plot. And then kind of leave the leadership to others. Yeah, we just need the skeleton key. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll eventually return it, and then Kalaya is happy again, blah, blah, blah. Then the Dark Brotherhood, we kind of didn't come to a conclusion with that, but we, we know that at least it starts later. We also know that we kind of want someone else to become the listener. And based on history, it's not so much as, you know, there's one chosen one who will always be the listener, it's just you need to be worthy enough to be the listener. And so we just need to send a worthy enough individual to the Dark Brotherhood before, you know, we get anointed the listener. We don't want that. We talked a bit about the Civil War. That we're not going to join either side. No, we're going to try to run the Civil War into a stalemate. Yes, exactly. And the Mask of Clavicus Vile will definitely help with that. Actually, I thought we didn't talk about certain guilds, but actually that's all of them. <laughs> Okay. Uh, there's not that many guilds. Like you can say that Dawnguard is a guild. Yeah, and that we're not going to join it. We're going to join the Volakir Vampires, and even that, because of the way that we're basically going to circumvent everything of the Dawnguard DLC by going straight to Aurel's bow. Um, yeah, that, that that that's so weird that we yeah. actually came up with the that the Dawnguard DLC is just obsolete. Yeah, but the thing is, what's going to happen now is that we're going to arrive at the castle with Aurel's bow and Sarana, and then. Well, we basically will need to kill everyone because no one is our ally. Mm -hmm. And then we just, yeah, we just kill Harkon and all the other vampires there. And we basically have a castle under the control of us and Sarana, who's just like, I can't believe I just killed my father after, you know, thousands of years of sleep. <laughs> yeah. And then we just send her. <laughs> like a week. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could be that Sarana might not, you know, want to stay with us, but we can at least reunite her with her mother. And then they can stay in the castle. True, true. Question yes. for taking over the uh, Valikar castle, or whatever the name is. Yeah. I think we should actually contact the Dawnguard. Because there is a hefty sum of vampires there. True. Depends on which point of the quest we're going to deal with that. The other question is also, do we really want to deal with their racist bigotry? Especially because I want to become a, a vampire lord. Understandable. Uh, you don't have to contact them. Only yeah. we can just send a messenger. Yeah. Uh, so like, oh, by the way, we on the opposite side yeah. of Skyrim. We can just say like, oh, by the way, we took care of the vampires. Uh, here's Harkon's. Yeah, we have the bow of Auriel, <laughs> and yeah. we are preparing a siege they on Castle Volcar. They don't. They don't even need to know about the bow. They could just say like, they're just like, oh, the number of vampires has increased, so we need to deal with that. And then we just give him, give them the head of Harkon, and say like, et voila. <laughs> Problem dealt with. You're welcome. <laughs> and then, um, I forgot his name. Basically, the head of the Dawn Guard uh, is going to be like, 
but I was about to amass a whole force and everything. And they were like, yeah, no, no worries. And then they're like, everyone that joined him was going to be like, oh, yeah, no, the vampires are a real menace. But now that they're all dealt with, they're like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> 